Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. I asked uh, Pastor Ron earlier, uh, this being the last Sunday of 2020, uh, if you'd want to come up and share something. I think he does have something for us. So Pastor Ron, would you come up and share with us? Okay, see, what's our word for the year? Wonder. Doesn't, it just seems like to me it was just a month or two ago that that word was given to us, and here it is, the end of the year already. And we obviously want to be in wonder of our magnificent Lord. Amen? But I think a lot of other people have used that word as like, I wonder what in the world 2020 was all about. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, let me share a few things with you. Not over an hour. I got uh, some presents for Christmas. And I know some of you are surprised that I got anything. Bill, did you get anything for Christmas? I knew it. I knew it. Okay. But I did. I got, I got some things. One of those things was a Ninja Air Fryer. Uh-huh. Looking forward to using that. My sister has one. She's lost 52 pounds, so... Looking for the same thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, in the instructions in the Ninja, it says halfway through the cooking, you're to take the basket out and shake it so that everything is evenly cooked. How many of you know 2020 was a year of shaking? Uh, I'll tell you, there's some shaking going on. And there's going to be some who are going to fall away, but there's going to be others who are going to get stronger. The shaking is for us to get cooked, spiritually speaking, evenly, and all the way through. My concern is, I really feel like the Lord has just given this topic to me time and time again. And it's about... Uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear, well, let me say this. I'm really concerned about the pandemic that has come upon the world. The pandemic of fear. There has been a spirit of fear that has come upon the church and I'm like Matthew with the sickness and disease. I'm just as angry over the fear that's come upon the body of Christ. Because whenever things get dark, whenever things get tough, that's when our light should be shining. Whenever people go into fear mode, you cannot operate in the things of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you have fear, where did that come from? It comes from the enemy. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I don't want to hear any of you saying anything. I think I'm losing my mind. This thing is driving me crazy. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this together. Will you quit saying that stuff? Because you've been given a sound mind. He has given us power, his power. And we ought to be in absolute wonder that the God of the universe 
The power that he has, he has given unto us. And he's given us love. I'll tell you what, it's tough to love in today's society. Man, you see the riots and stuff that's going on, and I just want to blast some of those people. I want to grab their parents and spank them. But he's given us the ability to love in the most difficult situations. So remember, he's not given us a spirit of fear. So refuse to operate in a spirit of fear. Do not go there. And how do you do that? You fall in love with the Savior. Because perfect love casts out all fear. And that's what the world is looking for. They're looking for someone who will stand up and will show the wonder of our magnificent Savior. They're looking for someone who knows how to live in peace in the midst of a storm. And that should be each and every one of us who call ourselves Christian. Amen? Praise the Lord. That was a word right there. Man, that was good. Well, I think we've had church already this morning. I don't know if I even need to be up here. Wow. I'll tell you what. Matthew is going to turn us into a shouting church one way or another, isn't he? I wanted to uh, spend this last Sunday given a little bit of a recap of the year, and I mean the good things of this year. We all, we all know the bad things that happened this year. We don't need to talk about that anymore. But let me give you a little recap of, of 2020, some things that we experienced. First, I want to start with, uh, with Harmony House. Harmony House served more meals than they ever have before this year. With an average of about 40 meals a day, they served approximately 12,000 meals this year. I know, I, I know it's sometimes Harmony House may seem kind of distant because we're not there. Many of us aren't actually in the building. But just, to get, just, just so you understand, 12,000 meals in the, in the city of Elwood this year. And with every one of those meals, there was ministry done. We weren't, we weren't just, uh, Doug especially wasn't just um, handing out food. But every one of those meals came with prayer. It came with godly counsel and advice. Um, I know, Doug, I wish Doug was able to be here this morning. He has so many different testimonies from this year to give. I know that uh, there's one couple uh, that he had been speaking to quite a bit, ministering to. Uh, he was able to, uh, I think it was at Harmony House. I don't know who did the wedding. Did you do the wedding? There was a wedding done with, with this couple, and uh, they got married, and uh, just... Um, all kinds of different things happening with that couple. Uh, he would be able to go into more detail. But just, but just so many different testimonies of God doing so many things through Harmony House. Um, if you haven't been in there, I encourage you to go in there. Uh, they've completely remodeled the building. It's been a process. I think he's finally kind of done the last bit of it. But there's a kitchen uh, that they serve all of the meals out of. Um, there was a bathroom built with a shower. Uh, and lockers for people to go in there and be able to use the shower and the lockers and the facilities there. Uh, a laundry room was put in for people to be able to come and to, to do their laundry um, who otherwise would not have that access. 
Um, just all kinds of things done there. Um, and so we were able to have church service there a few times via live stream. Um, and so that, that's been really good as well. Uh, so all kinds of stuff happening there at Harmony House uh, and more to come this year. Amen. Uh, this year we welcomed, welcomed our new youth pastors. Where are they at? Cameron and Holly. Yeah. <laughs> they came in July, right? It was when you moved in. And uh, they've been rocking it ever since and uh, have joined right into the family. How many of you can attest to that? There was, there was not even any bumps in the roads. There was no, there was no uh, having to get acclimated to them. They just joined right in and fit right into the family here. So we welcome them into the family this year. Some major words that the Lord spoke this year and has been speaking. Obviously, our word for the year is wonder. I'm going to get more into that here in a little while. Uh, with that, the beginning of the year, if you remember, I, I felt like the Lord was going to begin moving us into some different things. Uh, one of them was moving us deeper into the prophetic is something that I felt like the Lord was going to do more in 2020. And we have seen that. If you joined us uh, for our prayer meetings, um, you, you know what I'm talking about, especially uh, when we were in the, the lockdown, the shutdown for a little while, and we were doing the online, the Zoom prayer meetings. Um, for those of you who were able to join in on that, it was like a prophetic session, even, even more so than it was necessarily a prayer session where people uh, were getting on there and were just experiencing hearing the voice of the Lord and they would begin speaking out some just different prophetic words and, and different things. And it, it was just such a, a neat time for uh, the prophetic to just begin coming alive uh, within the body. And I believe we're going to continue growing in that as well. So I, I believe that the prophetic was going to be uh, something we were going to move more into in 2020, and I feel like we did that. Uh, I felt like worship was going to become about Thanksgiving, and therefore we were going to grow in our worship, in our, in our worship time, and I feel like we have moved deeper into worship. And again, I feel like we're, we're going to continue doing that as well. Our identity as sons and daughters will be solidified. Something that I, I felt like we were going to do is our identity as sons and daughters will be solidified. And, and uh, the messages I feel like came out of this house this year uh, really helped us do that. To move into that identity that we are more than just sinners saved by grace. We are absolutely that. We were sinners and we were saved by grace. But we are no longer that. Now we are sons and daughters. Not figuratively, but literally sons and daughters of God. And that is our identity. And when we realize that that's our identity, I believe that we're going to move in so much more authority and confidence because we realize who we are. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, to be who you are if you don't realize who you are. It's hard to move in authority if you don't realize you have authority. And so I, I believe that the Lord helps solidify that a little bit more in us this year. I believed, or I shared with you that I, I thought we were going to become the light of our cities. If you remember a constant theme this year, and we even printed it on a t-shirt, you know we mean business when it gets printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> but the theme this year was repairs of cities and restores of communities. And uh, I shared a little bit of what happened there at Harmony House. I believe that we began moving into that that call for this church. I, I, don't, I don't think that's just a word or a nice slogan. I believe that's a commission for this body. 
that, that what happens within these four walls is amazing, and we're going to continue basking in his glory in these four walls, but we are made to go out and become repairers of cities and restorers of cities. Repairs, yeah, whatever it is. Repairs of cities and restorers of communities. And I believe we're going to move deeper into that in 2021. So those were, those were some of the, the, the main words that came at the very beginning of the year. We talked a lot about faith at the beginning of the year as well. Then we moved into a series, uh, which for me is probably one of my favorites of the year. Uh, we called it the Garden of Prayer. The Garden of Prayer. And I believe the Lord established in us the need to go to the secret place. To go to the Garden of Prayer. Then we talked about uh, I gave a message series called Come Up Here, and that was about giving, giving a new perspective on the things going on around us. Pastor Ron just talked about uh, how our world has gone into this pandemic called fear, and a lot of it was over this pandemic called COVID, right? But if we, were to, but if we, if we stand on the platform uh, this this low-level platform and look out and we see COVID, we see people getting sick, we see the riots, it's easy to fall into fear. But if we were to, we heed the call to come up here and to see things from heaven's perspective, all of a sudden that shifts and we can begin walking in the love and the strength and all of those things uh, that First Timothy tells us uh, when we change our perspective and we come up to his level and begin seeing things from his perspective. Amen. We talked about recovering the joy of the gospel. Recovering the joy of the gospel that, that our faith and our hope is in our salvation and in our God. And that the joy of the gospel is ours. And then here at the end of the year, we talked about a little word. Can anybody remember the word, the Greek word? I did a good job. All right. And you guys listened. That's awesome. All right, so perichoresis was the word. And the idea of perichoresis, I'm going to say it again, the circle dance. It came from this, it's not, it's not a word that's actually found in the Bible, but it's a theological word and that the early church fathers used it to describe the relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that their relationship was, was so... Uh, united and together that it was like this dance that was performed in the Greek culture where it was normally three or more people, but they would weave in and out of each other with such unity and such a, a fluid motion that it looked like instead of three people, it was one person dancing. And when the early church fathers saw that dance, they said, this is what the Father, Son, and Spirit look like. This is the unity that they share, that they are three distinct individuals, but they move so perfectly in sync that they look and they act and they function as one. It's three and one. It's the Trinity. But then the most amazing part is we learned that we have actually been invited into that circle dance. That the unity and love that the Father, Son, and Spirit have for each other, they also have given us permission to access and to join in that dance. It's, it's John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17. It talks about it so many, so many times that we are in the Father and the Father is in us. We are in the Father, and the Father is in us. It's perichoresis. It's the unity that we share with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So these were some of the major words that we had this year uh, as, as, as uh, we went through the year 2020. 
But we began the year with wonder. And I think it would be a good idea to end the year with wonder, don't you? Wonder in the Bible is the word pele. It means miracle, wonderful, something unusual, beyond understanding, incomprehensible, that which is impossible to understand, a positive mystery, God knowledge. If you remember the message at the beginning of the year about wonder, you'll remember that I talked a lot about two different songs from the movie Frozen 2. We get real deep in theology here at Harmony Christian Church. The one song was called Into the Unknown. And if we only knew what 2020 was about to bring, we know how fitting that song was for 2020, going into the unknown, right? Going into the unknown. We sure, I wrote in here, we sure did that this year, <laughs> went into the unknown. But I, I thought it was interesting that, that the word for the year was wonder, and the way that the Lord brought about that word was through children's movies. We talked about Frozen 2, and we also talked about a movie called Wonder Park, where the Lord used those movies at the beginning of the year to begin revealing this idea of wonder to us. And I don't think that was an accident. The Lord did that absolutely on purpose. And let me, let me show you why he did that on purpose. Matthew chapter 18 says, At that time, the disciples came to ask Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm. Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, Learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable, and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like a gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. So the way to enter into the kingdom, in fact, the Bible says the only way to enter the kingdom is through wide-eyed wonder like a child. And I, I believe the reason why is, is if you notice, children are extremely teachable. They're, they're extremely pliable. They haven't learned all of these things and gotten set in their ways yet. But instead, they look to their moms and dads. And what, listen, whatever the mom and dad teaches them, the kid just believes it. Right? The kid just, just fully accepts it because it fully, the child fully trusts their mom and their dad. And the way to enter into the kingdom is to have that same childlike awe and wonder for our Heavenly Father. That whatever comes out of His mouth, we don't doubt it. We don't second guess it. We just believe it because we trust our Heavenly Father. That we have to approach God with the wide-eyed wonder of a child and who He is. That we are awestruck, awestruck of who He is. This is why the disciples followed Jesus. This is why all of the disciples left everything that they had to follow him. It wasn't for the accolades they were receiving from the religious elite, right? It, was, it wasn't like they were getting all kinds of compliments for following this man named Jesus. It wasn't for all the fringe benefits, right? Jesus said himself that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So it wasn't like they were getting rich or, or getting anything else from this. They followed Jesus because of wonder. Let me, let me show you what I mean. Let me show you a couple stories from the Bible. Jesus forgives and heals the paralytic man that was lowered through the roof. Remember that story? 
It says in Matthew 9, chapter 8, it says, When the crowd, crowds witnessed this miracle, they were awestruck. They shouted praises to God because He had given such authority to human beings. Another story, Jesus was teaching when a demon-possessed man began screaming out in the crowd, and Jesus told the demon to come out of the man, and the Bible says this in Mark chapter 1. It says that the man's body shook violently in spasms. The demon hurled to the floor until it finally came out of the man and def uh, with a deafening shriek. The crowd was awestruck and unable to stop saying among themselves, what is this new teaching that comes with such authority? With merely a word he commands the demons to come out and they obey him. Another time, Jesus and the disciples are riding across the sea in a boat when a storm hits. And Jesus, of course, was asleep in the lower deck of the boat. And the disciples go downstairs and they wake him up because they're terrified of the storm. And he commands, the Bible says that he commands the storm to be still and it does. The storm leaves and the waters calm. And the disciples say this in Mark. They say, But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe as they said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority that even the winds and the waves obey him? Jesus pulls into the region of the Gadarenes where there was a man with a legion of demons inside of him. The man cut himself severely. They tried, to, uh, they tried to chain him up, and he would break the chains. And he, the man was so crazy that he lived in, in, the, in the cemetery. Jesus comes to the land and casts the legion out. You remember, the, the, he casts the legion of demons out. They enter into the swine, the pigs, and the pigs run off of the cliff. And then it says this in Mark chapter 5, When they found Jesus, they saw the demonized man sitting there properly clothed and in his right mind. Seeing what happened to the man who had thousands of demons, the people were terrified. Another story, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John onto the mountain, but and before their eyes, he is transfigured, and Moses and Elijah appear before them. And Mark chapter 9 says, for all the disciples were in total fear, and Peter didn't have a clue what to say. Listen, it took something serious to shut Peter up, Right? Jesus journeyed to a village called Nain where he ran into a funeral procession, procession of a young boy. When he saw the grieving mother of the young boy, he, it broke his heart. That the, the Bible says that he was, he was saddened when he saw the grieving mother. So what does Jesus do? He reaches into the coffin and brings the boy out alive raises the little boy from the dead and presents the young man to his mother alive. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 7 that a tremendous sense of holy mystery swept over the crowd as they witnessed the miracle of resurrection. They shouted praises to God saying, God himself has visited us to bless his people. A great prophet has appeared among us. Listen, the disciples followed Jesus because they were in wonder of who he was. Every time he turned the corner, he was doing something else that left them with their mouth wide open saying, who is this man? 
And because of that, they kept falling from place to place, even though they were receiving great persecution and they were receiving, uh, receiving death threats and all kinds of threats. Even though they were receiving all of that, they kept following this man because they were in awe and wonder of who he is. And sometimes I wonder how we can follow the God of wonder, the God who raises people from the dead, who casts out demons, who does all of these amazing things and get bored in worship. How do we follow this God of wonder and spend five minutes in the prayer closet and, and we're constantly checking our watches? All right, I think I filled my quota for today. How are we following this God of mystery and wonder who the angels, the revelation says that the angels are still circling his throne, finding new things about him. How do we follow this God and get bored with him or slip into this religion, religion, uh, tradition and, and all of these things. And instead of being in awe and wonder of who he is. It isn't that the disciples never had issues. Many of them were stoned, beaten, whipped, and abandoned. But let me, let me read you a few words. This is from the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 4. He says, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. He says in Philippians 4, he says, I know what it means to be in need, and I know what it means to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether loving, whether, uh, loving in plenty or in want, or being in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Proverbs 24.10 says, if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? I know it's been a long, rough ride in 2020 for many of us. Honestly, personally, I, knowing many of your stories, 2019 wasn't great either. 2018 wasn't great for some of us. We all face issues. We all have problems. But just like, like Peter said, that we, we may be perplexed. We may be, we may be beat down, but we are not crushed and we are not destroyed. That I know what it means to be in plenty and I know what it means to be in want, but there is one thing that gives me strength and it is Jesus Christ. It is following him. It is being and staying in the wonder of who he is that gives me strength. That if you have no strength, it's because you are not in wonder of who he is. Yes. We've got to stay in wonder of who he is. That when we keep our eyes focused on him, then we can get through any situation. I, I told this story once before, but it, it's such a good story. I'm going to tell it again. This year, I, I helped coach uh, um, Malachi's junior football team. And it, it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever done. And so we, we were in the middle of a game, and I was kind of helping out with the defense. So I was out there with, with the defensive players. And we had, uh, we had some kids that were a little bigger, a little older, that did really well. But then we had the younger kids, right, that were just kind of learning football, just learning. They, uh, they just, you know, were, we'll just say they were learning. There was this one kid in particular. He was probably one of my favorites on the team because he, he was just a funny kid. He was probably one of the smallest kids on the team. He didn't really get a whole lot of playing time because he honestly could care less about football. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, think I, I think I said this too last time. I think I asked him one time, like, hey, are you ready to play some football? And he was like, 
no, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, he, he, he just, you know, he was very honest. But he was in, he was in the game, this, this particular game, and I had him, we had him as middle linebacker, which is usually supposed to be the biggest, roughest, toughest guys on the team, and we put this kid in middle linebacker position. So he's there, and uh, he's looking all around, picking daisies, you know, all of these things. Well, the play comes, and the, the other team hands this, the running back the ball, and he starts running, and I see, see this kid start running towards the running back, and I'm like, this is the moment. Like, he's about to make a tackle. Like, I, I'm like, my mind is blown, right? That this kid is actually seeing what's going on, and he's actually pursuing the guy with the ball. So he's running towards the guy with the ball. He gets right there to the guy, and then he goes, <laughs> and lets him run right by. And then, here's the best part, he lets him run right by, and then he turns back, and there's a dog pile right on the other side. And he jumps on the dog pile, and starts fighting with the other kids in the dog pile. So he literally, he, he's, not, he's not running towards the guy with the ball. He's running towards the dog pile and the fight going on behind, beside him. And, and, and that's what he's going after. So I was like, well, like, maybe next year. <laughs> you know. But here, here's the point of all of it. Many times we get distracted by the dog pile. We get distracted by the fight and what's happening that the, of the things that, that really in the grand scheme of things that don't, don't make a difference, right? The, the, what was happening in that moment wasn't making a difference. We got, he got distracted by that, but instead of getting distracted by the things around us, we need to keep our eye on the guy with the ball. That if our eye is on the guy with the ball, then we will be productive. Then we will have a peace and a calm, and we will be able to get through any situation because our eyes are not distracted by the chaos, but our eyes are on the guy with the ball. We have to stay in wonder of who he is. This year was what you allowed it to be. I want to, I'm going to end with this right here. I feel like this right here was, was really the word that the Lord wanted to speak this morning. That this year was, was what we allowed it to be. If you had fear, if you dealt with, with those things, if you, had, uh, if you had turmoil throughout the year, it's because you allowed it to be that way. Sure, there are things that happen outside of our control. And I'm not going to pretend that those things were not frustrating and stressful. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying if you were frustrated this year or if you were stressful this year that, that somehow you missed it and you weren't pursuing the Lord. I'm not, I'm not saying that. There were things that were frustrating. There were things that were, that were stressful. I realized that the world changed a lot this year, and it did it quickly. But he never did. That even though the world changed, he never changed. He remained faithful he still spoke. God was not silent this year. In fact, I think he was more vocal than he has been in years past. He spoke this year. He still built his kingdom this year. And he turned evil for good because that is just who he is. This year is what we allowed it to be. We can choose to live our lives dictated by what is happening around us, allowing that to control our behavior, emotions, and personal joy. Or we can choose to let our lives be dictated by him and allow our daily response to him, or I'm sorry, and how we daily respond to his call to come up here. When we live our lives awestruck, 
then his wonder is what compels us. Let me read that last paragraph one more time. We can choose to live our lives dictated by what is happening around us, allowing that to control our behavior, emotions, and personal joy. Or we can choose to let our lives be dictated by him and how we daily respond to his call to come up here. When we live our lives awestruck, then his wonder is what compels us. That we have a choice. That this year in 2020, we had a choice to either allow what was happening around us to dictate our emotions and our behaviors, or we could choose to let the kingdom and, and being in awe and wonder of who he is, we can allow that to dictate our emotions, our behavior, and our personal joy. Malachi has a Nintendo Switch he got last year for Christmas. And uh, my, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say it, but I think my son has turned into a gamer. <laughs> the house could literally be on fire burning around him. And he would have no idea if he was playing Mario Kart, right? He would, be, he would have no clue what was happening around him. I, I don't think that's just a Malachi thing. I think that's a guy thing most of the time. <laughs> We're very one-track-minded. Malachi is a whole other level of one-track-minded. But he is so focused in on that game that, that nothing else phases him around him. And I believe if we become focused on him, if we become focused on pursuing him with everything that we have, that nothing will phase us around us. That nothing will phase us. Are there things that are going to come up? Absolutely. Look, the Bible never promised or doesn't even pretend that life will not get complicated sometimes. Look at the disciples' lives. Again, they were beaten. They were persecuted. Some of them were crucified. Some of them were, Paul was hung in Nero's garden as a lamp. Things get complicated, right? But if we keep our focus and our attention on him, then the chaos does not affect who we are on the inside. And we can become still and we can have peace and assurance knowing that he is faithful and that he is good. This may be the last Sunday of the year. And I know we will probably get a new word next week for, the ne for this next year. But, but, but that doesn't mean we move away from wonder. That doesn't mean we move away from the theme for this year. We may, like I said, we may have a new word. We may have something new that the Lord gives us to focus on in the next year. But it doesn't mean we step away. It just means we build upon. And we keep that word inside of us. And we keep pursuing him and wonder and awestruck before him. Amen? Yes. Go ahead and stand with me, and we're, we're going to end here. But I, I do want to, I felt, uh, I was asking the Lord how to end this service, and here's what I felt like the Lord, how the Lord wanted us to end. I want to have prayer over you, uh, for, for those here this, that this year has just been extremely complicated tough year, and maybe it has knocked you off of this journey of wonder. And listen, there's no shame in that. I, I, I understand that it, things got really difficult this year, and it's really easy to get distracted by the dog pile. 
And so there's no shame in that. There's no condemnation in that. There were several times, I'll, as your pastor, I will admit that there's been times this year where I got knocked off of that, that path of wonder and I got distracted. But, but the Lord is so kind and gentle and patient to bring us back and to refocus our attention and, le- and let us pick up right where we left off. And I want to do, I want to have prayer over you this year. If you have been distracted, if you had been caught up in the dog pile, if you had been in fear, as Pastor Ron talked about earlier, and, and you haven't been able to shake that, I want to just end this year praying that all of that would be lifted off and that once again, that you'd be able to stand before him in absolute wonder and amazement of who he is. And then out of that, peace and joy would be able to reign inside of you once again. So if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands right where you're at. Just lift your hands right where you're at. Jesus, God, I, lift, I just lift up every person that has had a difficult time this year. God, and that, that maybe our attention has been shifted off of you and maybe we've been distracted by other things happening. Jesus, I pray that right now in this moment, as we set our gaze upon you, as we choose right now to refocus our attention, reset our priorities and our disciplines, God, and we, we, we uh, begin to focus on you once again. God, I pray that all of that fear, anxiety, and depression, or, or frustration, or whatever it may be, would begin to melt off of your sons and daughters right now. God, that as we begin to focus on the problem solver rather than the problem, that all of those things would begin to melt off of us in Jesus' name. God, and I pray that that this, this coming year, that, and even starting today, God, this, in these coming weeks, Father, that, that we would just return to being in wonder and awe like a child. God, that our trust and our faith would be firmly planted in you and in who you are, Father. God, and for 2021, Jesus, God, that there would be nothing that would shake us except your word. Father, that our foundation would be so strong that when the storms come, God, that our foundation wouldn't be built on the sand, but we are built on the rock and we are unmovable. God, the only thing that shakes us is your word. The only thing that moves us is your word. God, that you would come and shake things that were previously unshakable out of us but that nothing in this world would be able to shake us. God, let 2021 be a year where we move in deeper into wonder and fascination of who you are. God, that we would receive that new perspective, that we would come up to the heavenly places and view things as you view them. God, and I also just declare, just as we did earlier today, that 2021 will be a year of signs, wonders, and miracles. That that, that would, that uh, the, the um, hurdle that we've been trying to cross, God, would be just swept away, Father. God, and that, that greater works would begin manifesting in this building, but then also as we go out and we become repairers of cities and restorers of communities, that signs, wonders, and miracles would follow those who believe. That Harmony House would be a place not just to receive food, but to see signs, wonders, and miracles. That people would be physically healed, emotionally healed, Father. God, mentally healed. 
God, it would be a place of healing, not just a place to receive food, but a place of wholeness in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for your words that were spoken, that you spoke in 2020. God, we, we take all of those to heart. We remember all of those things, and we will continually dwell on the word that you've spoken to us and begin moving into those things. God, and I thank you for the words that you're going to speak in 2021. And we say yes to it, Jesus. We bless you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.